Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hi everyone and welcome to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's weekly mental health podcast. I'm Yvette and I'm Ellen and this week we're talking to Fiona Thomas and Abby Chandler about all things wedding planning and how stressful that can be especially when you've got a mental illness. But before we get on to that let's have a little listen to last week when we were talking to Henry Crew about his amazing Movember challenge. Explaining it to people that haven't experienced it is something that I find really difficult um, and I never talked about it didn't tell my family or anything like that the, the first time they found out about it was when I did the interview with BBC Free back in September um, and it, it felt great to have it out in the open actually so now we're back to chatting about wedding stuff cakes dresses bunting and seat covers So first of all, wedding planning, I know nothing about it. What have been the issues? I think it's just the, the when you first start planning a wedding and you look at this to-do list, there's so much to do and you've got no prior experience. I mean, obviously there'll be some people that it is their second wedding. I've never planned a party on that scale before and yet I'm supposed to do some incredible event that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life and that all my friends are going to enjoy and 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 obviously the financial burden that that all entails and it's just a an intimidating prospect. <laughs> and I think there's just this pressure for your event to be the most original, quirky, mm. um, personalised, like it's not a cook it's not supposed to be a cookie cutter mm. type affair. Um so I think like we all put pressure on ourselves and probably not other people, but the internet, Pinterest mostly, puts yeah. a lot of pressure on us <laughs> to make it really, really cool. Mm, and everything's got to be Instagrammable. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely the kind of thing that I think makes pretty much everyone anxious. But how does that sort of relate when you have anxiety in the first place? Oh, I suppose everything's just, you know, 
times 10. <laughs> um, for me, my anxiety is triggered by stress. Um, so a particularly emotional stress. So something like planning a wedding is just a perfect storm really for stuff that's going to trigger my anxiety. Yeah. And for me, I have anxiety and depression and they kind of go hand in hand. So in my trigger is always stress. So I would get stressed about a tiny little thing and then that would make me anxious. And then the come down from that was always depression. Mm. So then I'd have a low mood for maybe like a week or two weeks. And during that time, I just couldn't get anything done. Mm. Even like, because obviously when you're planning away, then it's not the only thing you're doing. You still have to go to work mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and like live a normal life. Um, so I would find things like just fell by the wayside for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then, of course, that feeds into your anxiety. And then that was making me feel anxious because I wasn't getting through my to-do list. Mm. Yeah, so I think if, when you're predisposed to those emotions, like, the, a wedding just seems to heighten all those emotions and everyone always says you know just do do what makes you happy it's your big day but they don't mean it <laughs> they just, and you don't really know what will make you happy yeah you know you've not done it before and you it's, yeah. and when you go out of your when you i remember i would go to my mom and say i'm gonna do this because this is what i want and she i could tell she'd be like <laughs> Mm, that's not really going to go down well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and I remember it was my doctor that said to me, I went to my doctor when I was at breaking point, and he said, you do know that a wedding isn't really about you. And I wanted to hug him because I was like, you're the only guy who gets it. Like, <laughs> you get it. that it's A lot of the time it is about pleasing mm. other people as well as yourself. Mm. Um, and I think for me, a lot of the time that was the best route, was like take the easiest way that pleases most people and pleases me as well. Yeah. Because um, it's easier to please other people than risk making them annoyed or upset or uncomfortable on the day. Mm. Have either of you reached points where you're just like, breaking point, fuck it, let's just not do the wedding or let's just do like elope and just scrap all of the stressful stuff? I think a lot of people what would like to elope. I don't know. I feel that considering I know I was never someone that grew up wanting to get married. And then when it turned out that I was getting married, it just turned out that I kind of wanted, I wanted to do, I'm quite a sort of traditional person. I'm not very good at being um, sort of chilled out and spontaneous. I like to plan. I like to be organised and in control. The easy option was actually for me, my weird brain, the hard option. So I went for the really big complicated version instead, which I have some regrets about. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about eloping just because I knew that would annoy people. Mm. <laughs> so I just thought I can't be dealing with that argument <laughs> Can you both tell us a bit about the fun bits of your wedding? Cause, cause <laughs> I feel like from the start we've, we have sort of been sort of quite serious about it but you know, tell us about the, the fun well, stuff I would say The free cake Oh, know? I haven't got to the free cake yet I've got that to look forward to <laughs> I would say as an anxious person making a list and getting to check off a really long list mm -hmm. is like super satisfying mm -hmm. I still have my wedding to-do list on my notes app <laughs> and today I was scrolling through it and I was like, oh, you're a badass. Like, <laughs> you did all those things. <laughs> so I find that quite satisfying. I was I was quite looking forward to the whole shopping for a wedding dress thing because I was addicted to um, say yes to the dress. And I just <laughs> pictured it in my head as being a montage. I was like, I'm going to go dress shopping. And it'll be a montage and it'll be great. And I managed to get stressed about that. Um, <laughs> but I enjoyed it once I found the right dress that became a really nice experience. Um, and I still now, I've got the, the pictures 
hidden on my computer that I look at every so often when I'm feeling a little bit stressed with the wedding planning and I can just go oh well that was nice. (laughs) I guess that brings me to my next point I mean what advice would you give to people particularly with mental health issues when it comes to planning a wedding? Ask for help. I'm really bad at asking Mm. for help and even though I know that it would make it easier for me if I asked for help I still find it really really hard um it, I, I feel a lot of pressure to do everything myself and it's partly the anxiety to be sort of perfect. Uh, so I've not been very good at asking for help, but other people, if, if they can ask for help, do so. <laughs> I would say delegate, but delegate wisely mm. because people like, I had family members who I knew really wanted to be involved, but I didn't necessarily trust them with complicated things. <laughs> so I'd give them like fun things to do. Um and then with my husband, like he wanted to be involved, but obviously wasn't really in the the wedding bubble. So I gave him. But he's a really thoughtful person, so I gave him the task of like find gifts for your for the best man and all this. So he was really good at doing that kind of thing. Um, and then on the day, um, weird people who you just wouldn't think to be involved, like my my brother's girlfriend she's really good at taking control of the situation so I got her in charge of um, handing out gifts as part of the speeches so just little things like that like delegate them but delegate delegate them to the right person um, Mm. so that you're not then going to get stressed and take over Mm. and end up doing it yourself anyway I did the same I'm I'm doing the same thing that you did with trying to give people the fun stuff to do because I feel bad about asking someone to do something that Mm. I would think is boring but then it means I don't get to do the fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'd also say that the best thing that I did was get, we went to our wedding venue the day before and stayed over the night before. Um, so for me, it was good because I met, I got to meet the wedding planner like in the afternoon, handed her over all the last bits, which was just like the decorations and stuff like that. So from 2pm on the, the day before that, that was me, like, had kind of shared my responsibilities. And then me and my bridesmaids all went to the spa and got massages. Mm. And we had a night with, it was me, my friend, and my husband's like, best man. So it was just, there was no family. It was just, like, our friends. And we had the most chilled, like, just went to an Italian and drank wine and ate pasta. And that was, that was like, all, <laughs> almost better than the wedding. <laughs> it was just so nice. Obviously, you've been through the wedding and yeah. come out the other side and you're still in the planning stages. Yeah, five so what, months away from my wedding. Five still. months away? Yeah. Is that a short time or a long? I have no it's understanding. It's going really, really fast. I feel like <laughs> I it think it's probably do. a shorter time than I think it will be. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, that sounds terrifying to me. <laughs> but good for you. Um, what advice would you have for Abby about any kind of unexpected stresses that you encountered along the way and how you looked after yourself while planning a wedding and on the day as well? I'd say, like, from a mental health perspective, like, the worst thing that I did was decided to adjust my meds, like, <laughs> four months before the wedding. Mm. My, the, the lovely doctor was like, you seem like you're doing quite well. And I was like, yeah, I'm feeling quite good. So he was like, let's reduce your meds. And a week later, I, like, ran back. I was like, I can't do it, I can't mm. do it. So... With in that respect, I would like prioritize yourself and don't don't forget about doctor's appointments and things like that. Mm. And don't because when you're close to the situation, you can think that you're coping quite well. Mm. But then when you go and talk to someone, um, it all comes out. So try and not um, when life gets really busy, try not let them fall by the wayside. Mm. Um, and yeah, like make time for yourself. Um, like even if it is getting a massage or having like if you're having a hen night but then have like another day that's maybe just you and your 
maid of honor or you and your mum like mm. carve out those little moments so that you like take time for yourself and just make a few extra memories along the way as well because mm. the day itself will be over so quickly yeah i see i've been trying to get as much done early as possible so that in the three months or so before i can relax a little bit and try yeah. and enjoy it and try and look after myself because I know that when I get um, stressed and anxious I get really bad physical symptoms as well mm. so I get things like uh, I will lose weight my hair will fall out um, I get tooth infections which is <laughs> one of the weirder ones um, and headaches and bad skin and all sorts of stuff so <laughs> I wanted because that just then stresses you out and makes you mm -hmm. even more anxious so I'm hoping that in the few couple of months before I can chill out a little bit but yeah. I think I'm probably vastly underestimating what's going to need doing. I, I would say as well don't like don't be afraid to take the easy option there's a mm. lot of things where I like fell down the Pinterest rabbit hole and I was like I'm going to make all the bunting and all the table dressings and then I was like this is just silly um, and when I priced it up like I couldn't make it cheaper than mm. paying someone to do it so quite often like the easy option is the best option yeah luckily i have zero crafting skills so <laughs> i don't have to make anything so you're outsourcing all your oh yes creative <laughs> tasks that's definitely a wise choice <laughs> and i think like the the thing that not stressed me out but like was a common theme was i kept having to make decisions about things that i really didn't care about yeah <laughs> like they're like and do you think you would want the chair covers with the bow or without the bow and i was like why did you give me that option I just don't care like I solved that by not having chair covers yeah <laughs> there's a lot of things that you think about it and why have I spent two hours researching this thing that I don't care mm -hmm. about and I think it is the whole you've got to live up to the social media expectations mm. and you've got to expect like I'm I am going to five other weddings this year before mine rolls around mm -hmm. and you don't want to do the same as someone else. It's like you were saying about having to be original. Mm -hmm. um, I'm terrified that I'm going to show up to someone's wedding and they'll have the same dress as me or they'll have the same cake or the colour scheme or whatever. Um, and it's, yeah, for for someone like me who has a lot of, a lot of my anxiety comes from trying to be perfect and there's no way you can be perfect. There's always something that's going to go wrong in a mm -hmm. wedding. That's the whole point of weddings, apparently. The the bits that go wrong are the bits that you remember. They're the ones that are a bit more personal. The best thing that happened on our wedding day was it rained. So <laughs> we got a... And our best photograph is two of us walking from the where we got married to the hotel where the reception was, walking down um, in the rain carrying an umbrella. Mm. And that is the, the and we never would have got that if it hadn't rained. Had you been worried about um, it raining beforehand? I mean, we got married in November, so okay. expe <laughs> expectations were pretty low. <laughs> um, but yeah, if it did rain, we're like it's fine. We took all the pictures inside, apart from apart from that one, mm. um, and that's the best picture because we had to pretend to laugh in the rain, and it's just <laughs> it's just such a funny picture. <laughs> what was the most kind of looking back ridiculous thing that you found yourself worrying over when planning for a wedding? I had quite a lot of worries about my, my underwear situation. <laughs> like, I wanted to wear Spanx. What women doesn't want to wear Spanx for 10 hours on their wedding day? I was like, that's fine. And then, but then I realised that my dress was corseted. So if I wore Spanx, I wouldn't be able to t uh, take them off to go to the toilet. <laughs> because they were going to be literally like sucked in under like 
the corset so I wouldn't be able to lift my dress up high enough to pull my spanks down. Yes, I'm pretty sure I've heard about this. And Kim Kardashian just wheezed through them. Oh, my oh no. God. That's the solution, well, everyone. So that, you smell like wee for the rest of your wedding day. Well, <laughs> small price to pay. <laughs> well, my solution was to get spanks, but they were a thong. Because then I just pulled them to the sides. <laughs> I think you put exactly the right amount of thought into your underwear. <laughs> but then also something other else funny that happened is I was being an independent woman, I was like, I don't need someone to help me go to the toilet in my wedding dress. It's fine. Because I didn't have that big of a skirt. I was like, it's fine. Don't want to bother anyone. So I just went to the toilet and then throughout the night and then towards the end of the night, I had to get my dress pinned up at the back. Um, so I asked my friend to come and help me and she was like, your dress is really wet. And I was like, yeah, that, that'll be pee. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, you're my bridesmaid. <laughs> you have to do it. Oh, no. <laughs> See, yeah. I find the thing that I'm worrying about more than anything else is the Hindu. I don't know why. Um, that seems to cause me more worry than thinking about the wedding. I think it's because the wedding is a necessity. Like you have to, in order to be legally married, you have to have a wedding. Mm. So I've been planning it myself. I thought I'd be less anxious about it if I knew what, what was going on rather than letting someone else handle it so that I don't know if it's in hand or not. Um, but yeah, I've had a, a couple of meltdowns about Hindu. Um and there was a point where I almost just didn't have one at all. Yeah. I said, oh, it's, it's not even necessary. I don't, I don't want one. It's too much hassle. And uh, my fiance convinced me otherwise. He sat me down and he said, look, if you really, I don't want to pressure you into anything. If you really, really don't want to do it, then don't. But I think he said, I think you'll regret it if you don't do it. Um, and that it won't be as much hard work as I think it'll be. Yeah. And once it's all sorted, it'll just be a lovely weekend with my friends. Yeah. So it's pretty much all sorted now. And I am glad that, that I've when, done it. When does it happen? Is the, it like really... The Hindu. Yeah. My Hindu's going to be a couple of months before the wedding. Nice. Yeah, his stag so is two soon. weeks before the wedding. So that's what, terrifying. Is he doing like a big one? <laughs> I think I think the less I know about it, yeah, probably that's a good idea. <laughs> See, I didn't want to make a fuss. So I just had a hen night instead of a weekend. Yeah. Everyone normally has a weekend. I was like, oh, I don't want to make a fuss. And that was my one regret is that I didn't have a weekend because it was just over too soon. Mm just having a night so i think you'll really enjoy it yeah but it's just what you need when you've been planning and planning and planning mm. like because on your wedding day it's kind of you don't tend to like let loose you're just are having a good time but at the end of you'll be able to really relax and everyone will want to know a wedding chat so you'll be able to like let rip about everything that's annoying you and mm. yeah you'll enjoy it you also mentioned um like money stress obviously weddings are mm scarily expensive how are you dealing with the money side of things like is that stressful for you like <laughs> trying not to think about yeah. it um i've also learned that weddings everything for a wedding seems to cost about a third more than you expect it to like my budget is just we ignore that now um there's half of you going well it's just one day you don't need all this stuff um and then the other half being like oh but we only get to do it once and mm -hmm. we only get to have all of our friends and family together once so we're not we're not going to get those people together again um so it is it's worth the effort and i think it's worth the a certain amount of expense um but yeah it is it does put a sort of extra burden um on a couple i think and with every step along the way you'll always say like say your band say you say well i'm going to spend like 1200 pounds and then 
you think, oh, but if we push the budget a little bit, mm. and on every every item, if yep. you put, push it a little bit, you seem to get something yep. better. So yeah, I, I think if you prioritise like three things that are really important to you, mm. that's the three things that you can spend a little bit extra on, and everything else should just be. That's good advice in general. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Because I impulse spend, mm. and I think <laughs> if I were planning a wedding, I would just like, yeah, cake and also food yeah. and also the chair covers. Just spend <laughs> everything yeah. on everything. Because we knew we wanted a good band because yeah. we felt like that would make a huge impact on mm. how people experienced the night or the day. Um, so we prioritised that and other things like decorations and even like out- outfits. Like I didn't have an expensive dress. Like um, everything else just was like kind of, not bare minimum, but like respectable. Yeah. We didn't spend too much yeah. on that. We decided, similar to you, to focus on sort of entertainment and food and booze mm-hmm. and not care so much if it doesn't look like it's just come from the pages of a magazine. Yeah. Because I don't have a, I'm not a create like a design person. I've got no eye for that sort of mm-hmm. thing anyway. So even if I tried, it would look terrible. So. And when was, when was the last time you were at a wedding and you walked away thinking, by God, those centerpieces like you just don't know what kind of role have your partners played in supporting your mental health issues my husband is amazing like you'd think he was a trained counsellor I don't know where he found all these skills I think the best thing he does he just always says if, if I'm stressed or I'm anxious or I've got a low mood he'll always say like what is it that would make you feel better right now or what do you want to do so like today, um, I get really bad anxiety on the tube. So I came all the way down and he's getting the train down to meet me when this finishes. He's came straight from work to get the train and he'll literally be in London for 20 minutes and then we'll get the train <laughs> back to Birmingham. So it's just little things like that. Like I think it's somebody acknowledging that you your feelings are real and they're legit and not just brushing them off as being dramatic or whatever. Um, so along the way leading up to the wedding, he was definitely like, he didn't just brush off wedding planning as like, oh, that's just what women have to do. Like he was very much like, you've done really well. Thank you so much for doing this. I just want to say you're giving me faith in love <laughs> and relationships right now. Like, wow, someone will literally ride the tube for you. That's amazing. What about you, Abby? Uh, he doesn't experience mental health problems himself, so it's all a little bit alien for him. So we both had to be sort of learning about this as we go. Um, but he's very supportive. Um, he's a good sort of calming influence around me when I'm anxious. Um, I've occasionally there's been times where um, I mean, I imagine you experience it as well when when the anxiety is at its height I can't prioritise I can't work my way through a to-do list I all just blends into one and I can't work out what's the urgent stuff so sometimes I will go to him and just say Look, tell me prioritize for me tell me I, I know that if I don't do anything and don't get my list done I'm going to be even more anxious so please help tell me what to do um, but I do I do worry that um, because I've got anxious about all of the wedding planning and it stopped me from being able to enjoy it as I would have liked to. Uh, It also potentially has stopped him from enjoying it as well because it's sort of become a bit of a mission. (laughs) And uh, there's a a lot of sort of, you know, heightened stress. And I would have liked us to have been able to have this lovely, relaxing, um, romantic comedy wedding planning. Um, (laughs) And it's sort of a little bit more stressful than that. But uh, he's, he's been really great. So all this chat about weddings and relationships, Ellen, you have anxiety yourself. And depression and OCD. Yes. It's great fun. But I haven't had a wedding or had to plan a wedding. 
So, you know, different experiences. So how have your mental health issues sort of, I don't know, combined with your relationship issues? Realistically speaking, like my previous romantic relationships and also some friendships were not healthy at all because I wasn't looking after myself. I didn't like myself. So I wasn't choosing people that treated me maybe the way that I should have been treated um, in terms of, you know, choose people that were cheating on me or not really emotionally that involved and stuff like that. Um, I'm now in it, probably my first healthy relationship, which is weird. But with that, it is very much kind of learning, oh, I can talk to this person about mental health issues and they will support me and they're not going to like freak out and run away. And that's that's a really new experience to me. And it's still quite new. I think it's very different when you've been in a relationship for a long time and you're getting married to that person. Mm. I don't think you can reach that point unless they're supportive of mental health stuff. You are single as single fuck. And <laughs> single as fuck. And how, <laughs> how, how do, you, how do yeah. I deal with being single as fuck and having bipolar disorder? Yeah, go for it. I suppose what I like to say is I have some really lovely supportive friends. Recently, I've sort of realised the kind of really nice supportive friends that I have. And I think probably a lot of single people will kind of relate to this. You know, when you're single, you know, you really rely on your BFFs. Mm. And yeah, so I've had some issues and I've had sort of chats with these female friends and they've just been there for me, probably in the way that, you know, hopefully when I finally get a partner, if I ever do, they, they'd be there for me, sort of supporting me and, you know, saying the right things and just sort of saying, look, you're awesome. You know, you can do this and this. Things you need to hear. Yeah. The, the kind of things you need to hear, basically, just to keep you going, really. Um, so I guess. And also, I have a really great relationship with my family. So I suppose that's, I think, that's what I'm thankful for, at least. Oh, but it's like um, Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of like my own experience of sort of relationships and mental health issues, um, I was very sort of closed about my mental health issues for a long, long time. Didn't talk about it for ages. It was really sort of with one ex-boyfriend that I was kind of out about things. And I told him I had bipolar disorder. He was great. If anything, actually, he was massively underwhelmed which kind of that threw me a little yeah. bit because he was just like all oh, right okay and then he researched it clearly and so like, he knew what was going on with it and I think once I might have tried to like get away with something and sort of blame on it and he wasn't having it because he was just like He's no no I know about it. it yeah so um and actually I've had a really I did have thinking about it I did have a really kind of I guess quite moving experience with another boyfriend so I hadn't been diagnosed as having bipolar disorder but I was having sort of massive mental health issues and I felt like I was completely like a broken person and like I you know all the stuff mm. I told him about sort of these things I've been through and like depression and sort of suicidal thoughts and all this sort of stuff and um he just said no I don't care you know I love you and that was just the most amazing thing to That's hear huge yeah I think also one thing is that a lot of these chats when you hear people with their amazing husbands and partners it's like oh I'm really alone and you know, everything's pointless but I think a big part of dealing with mental health issues is learning to be able to look after yourself on your own and be self-sufficient. Mm -hmm. And that's a difficult skill, but it's something that everyone has to learn. Even if you do end up getting married or whatever, it's something you'll be glad that you learned. Mm. Um, and you do not need 
a romantic relationship to be okay. Mm. I think for me, it is really key about sort of creating these sort of support networks. Because yeah. I remember at one point having this conversation with my GP and sort of she knew about my bipolar disorder and she sort of said, oh, who, you know, who and what are your support networks? And I was just like, well, what are you talking about? Because at that p- point, pretty much no one knew about yeah. my bipolar disorder. My friends didn't, you know, partners didn't, my family did. But sort of whereas now, you know, I feel like I have more sort of a support network. It's not massive, but the fact is it's, it's kind of like quality people that sort of are on board. Yeah. <laughs> on for board. the long haul. The bipolar train. <laughs> <laughs> If all this chat about weddings has brought up stress for you or if you're finding things stressful at the moment or you're struggling with any other mental health issues, give Samaritans a call at 116-123 or go to the website at samaritans.org. Thanks very much to our lovely guests Fiona Thomas and Abigail Chandler and also to our producers Juliet Nichols and Sam Bonham. Also thanks very much to Lucy Baker for the jingles. If you're interested in following us on Twitter, it's Mentally Yours, which is YRS. And also we have a great Facebook group, which is just called Mentally Yours, where we chat about all things mental health. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 